up, kid. All I gotta say is what we can say is cheating. The anniversary. Man, if I had remembered, I would have got, I don't know, what's the 10 day or 10 episode anniversary? Is it, <laughs> is it straw? Was I supposed to get you like a straw hat or something? Uh, well, I think when I publish that, publish this, we'll get a uh, confetti email from okay. our, our hosting platform. So Good. that's uh, amazing. Hosting platform. So that'll be nice. Yeah. Well, welcome to another episode of Sounders Scuttlebutt, everybody. Episode 10. And uh, we have a great one. Don't we, Cameron? That's right. We have our friend Sam from the Pod on Your Loons podcast talking about Minnesota, who is our opponent coming up next. And, uh, so, well, next in MLS, I suppose. Do we play anyone else before then? No, that's our no, next game, right? That literally is our, our next opponent. Because we're on the international break. Yep. And, uh, yep. and, and more. We're going to talk about lots of fun stuff. We're going we're gonna to have a little scuttlebutting. Yeah, let's let's get that scuttlebutting started. We'll talk uh, a little bit of our side of Sounders because, of course, Sam is giving us some insight uh, on Minnesota. So we recorded that just a couple of days ago, and we've seen some stuff since we kind of started predicting a little bit of that game might change our minds uh, before we do that little interview with Sam. But I, I do want to start. This is near and dear to my heart. A um, little bit of Seattle connection as well. Um, they've recorded their first album here in Seattle. And that is Taylor Hawkins, R.I.P. drummer for Foo Fighters. That's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty pretty shocking news. I mean, I think it's they were on tour, right? They were supposed to play in Colombia that night. Yeah. So yeah, they're in South America. Um, it's a uh, it's, pre- it's super unfortunate, and uh, another um, you know Seattle ish musician gone to adjacent. Soon. Seattle adjacent musician gone too soon, but I mean, he, he was what? 50 something, 52, 50. So, so still a lot of time left, but, uh, sadly, um, passed away. So we definitely, uh, Foo Fighter fans in mourning. And I think just a shock to the, the fans all over the world. Yeah. Um, definitely for me, huge Foo Fighter fan. Was able to be one of the the few that be, was the first patrons of Climate Pledge Arena this fall. They uh, played with Death Cab, my my wife's favorite band and one of my favorite bands. So uh, I was able to go to that and hell of a show, hell of a show, man. Yeah. They 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 killed it. Death Cab was great. The, the arena is great for concerts. If, if if you haven't been there yet, you've just gone to Kraken Games, go for a show, man. Uh, being that I've been at Key Arena. For Depeche Mode and Prince and other ones, uh, that place sucked uh, for for music. Yeah, well, but it was better than Tacoma Dome. That's the thing is what we have to compare it to is Tacoma Dome, and it's yep. significantly better than Tacoma Dome. But you're right, yes, it did. I saw Foo Fighters at uh, Kirina with Weezer, so oh, awesome. Uh, it was uh, it was an interesting show. I think I went to that with my sister of all people, which she and I don't hang out a lot, so that was cool. And oh, I left my phone on the major. <gasps> 
the person Cameron. who's been in podcasting and radio since 1999, and he leaves his phone on. All right. Way to ruin episode 10. Well, let's just move on to episode 11. Forget 10. Uh, we'll just talk 11. Yeah, Foo Fighters, <laughs> super, super bummer. Um, you know, I, I can't say I was a huge fan uh, being that Sunny Day Real Estate is one of my favorite bands of all time, I've always been a little jaded about uh, what, on, what went on with William and Foo Fighters. But uh, from every account, Dave Grohl is one of the nicest, most awesome people ever. So um, I'm wrong. You're right. And uh, yeah, that's it's it's a truly a, a bummer. Indeed, indeed. R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. Now on uh, some soccer soccer news, USA. Had a good stretch of days there. We, yeah. uh, of course, did our bonus pick them. We'll get to pick them later. But uh, we predicted uh, the USA-Mexico scoreline, and uh, none of us said nil-nil. So that was – was that surprising to you or no? I think it was a good result considering we were in Azteca for the first yeah, time. Yeah, it was surprising to me just because of the people we started, right? I We, we went really defensive, and I thought they were going to be able to take advantage of that. They – uh, started the lineup that I said we should not start on uh, USA Podligans, and I was wrong um, for that match. They started basically the lineup I said they should start in Panama, and I was right there. So uh, because that game, whoo, that was fun. Yeah, saw some of the highlights that um, Pulisic's goal, man. That's that's pretty impressive. So rumor has it, and I saw a picture of this, and, and just rumor has it that this is not a fake thing. This really happened. The USA held up a banner saying they had qualified, despite the fact they have yet to qualify. Now, for them not to qualify, I think they would have to lose 6 nothing to Costa Rica. But still, why tempt that fate? How do you know that they don't come in there, break your leg, break Pulisic's leg, break someone else's leg, and go in there and score six goals and win? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's 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 George Bush George W Bush uh, mission accomplished in the Iraq War. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that we did that. That's yeah, a little ridiculous. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're probably going to advance. It's like ninety nine percent, but still, there's always don't there's jinx always it. that one percent, and that one percent is what happened today when Cameroon scored in the hundred and twenty third minute. To go through and New Who is on his way to the World Cup. I'm more excited for New Who in the World Cup than I think the U.S., to be honest. I mean, it's exciting. You're going to get to see him lock down some of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, and great for him. Great experience for him. He he deserves it. He's He's been shutting people down through this entire tournament. And what a way to advance, uh, reminiscent of uh, Ramon Torres, who we mentioned his goal in the in the last episode, right? Kind of a last second st- stunner. Although this wasn't new who that scored, right? But still, pretty crazy. And I, I just don't. Uh, all I've got to say is wow. And this is the the fun time. Right? I feel bad for Algeria not going through, but this is the the, the crazy time, right? What, Sunday is when they announced the World Cup? Or Saturday, they announced the World Cup draw? Sometime soon. So, assuming that on Wednesday, United States advances, uh, we will know our group come this weekend, which is just super exciting. Yeah. And and, I'm being facetious. Uh, Obviously, I'm rooting for USA, especially since we missed the last one, right? So um, USA and Cameroon in the same group. Let's do it. Do we want them in the same group or do we want to meet in knockouts? 
Well, that would be nice too, but uh, I just figured it's easier if we both get through. If we're, if we, let's, let, can I just pick all the the really bad teams in our group? USA, Cameroon, and then we want like Liechtenstein or New Zealand or whoever else. Liechtenstein, that's that's a, it's a trap game for the U.S. Yeah, I doubt they're also advancing. So. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, so pretty pretty exciting with that with that game uh, to go from nil nil to was it five one. Right. Yeah, five one late goal allowed by the U.S., which was a bummer, but could have easily had another goal from the USA there. Cool. Um, anything else on the scuttlebutt front? You know, anything I feel off? like it's off on Sounders. Not nothing a lot going of news. on. You know, there's uh, not just F one. That's it. We could talk about some F one, but I don't think our listeners want to hear it. Did no, you, well, did you finish the race poll? I just I, I did. I did watch it. We can talk about it after I hit okay, stop recording. Okay. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, if if you want, you know, start messaging us about F one on Twitter, and then if we get enough interest, maybe we'll start our F one scuttlebutt podcast. I, I would not mind that one one bit. It basically just need to keep recording uh, because that's pretty much all we talk about for thirty minutes after. Right. Right. So uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, the big thing that everyone's talking about if we're talking about pop culture, of course is Will Smith slapping this rock. And um, I got to be honest, other than the initial shock value that the biggest comedian of my childhood and the biggest actor slash rapper of my childhood uh, gotten beef with one another live on TV, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm just like, the same people that are condemning, uh, you know, Will Smith are the same people that, that, uh, call the police on homeless people or are like pro war and all that kind of stuff. I just don't care. Who cares? I, I mean, I don't care either. I mean, what I think it, it was a nice distraction to kind of blow up about for people, I think. Yeah. Considering everything. Right. Yeah. But a lot of so, people have opinions on it. I'm just like, you don't know what you would do in that. Like at some point, I'm not saying violence is right, but with how often Chris Rock has gone on Jada and will, it was bound to happen one way or another. And I, I I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing. That's, that's all I'm saying. A slap is not a punch. Right. Right. Oh, if he punches them, this is a completely different situation. If he, if he knocks them out or breaks a tooth or anything like that, like, Oh yeah, this is so different. Yeah. So I, I thought you're, I don't, I don't really care. It was interesting. I watched it, watched some other stuff, but once it got beyond like 24 hours, bye. Okay. There's so much more to talk about. I mean, I don't know. Is there, there, we've had, if we had, oh, I know the other big news story because we talked about this. We talked about him before. Abramovich, the still current owner of Chelsea. Did you see the news about him? No. He was in peace talks with Ukrainians on behalf of Russians at the beginning of March, and the hardliners in Russia poisoned him to prevent him from trying to work towards peace. And he ended up going blind for several hours and he's recovered, but everyone who was at that peace talk was poisoned and, and got sick. So, uh, none of them died. No, none of them ended up dying, but still just Russians really suck at poisoning people, but just wild, right? Like we talked about this guy and, and what a step up it was for him to say, even just to say, that he would help all sides of the war, which mentioned he would help Ukraine in any way, like how dangerous they could be. He actually got poisoned. They actually tried to kill him. So, wow, um, just wild. Um, you know, there's there's a few buyers imminent for Chelsea. The sale is going to go through. But I think uh, there was a really great article 
and I forget if it was in Mother Jones or Salon, but it was in a, 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 left, a left-wing uh, publication, left leftist, I don't know, you know, like liberal publication. And it talked about him and how he he's Jewish and how different he is from all of the other oligarchs and how he actually stands for good. So uh, we could go either way on that. But, you know, I just think it's very interesting that he has continued to have his um, – St- be said to stand up for the right things, and then he ended up getting poisoned. Yeah, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, just wild news in in, in the world. So, uh, other than that, yeah. Oh, Defiance had their first game. That's the other big news. They beat Real Monarchs for nothing, and it was wow. eight players that are on Sounders on the first team actually started in the game. So you had. Um, uh, AOC and Tevez, uh, I think AOC had two goals. Tevez had a goal and uh, Ad- Adeneron had a goal. Um, and then there were uh, a few other players. Suzoko was in the game. And then you had a few other players that aren't on the Sounders that were on there. Uh, Reed Baker Whiting played as well. Randy Mendoza. And uh, I, I can't, oh, here's the rest of them. Joe Hafferty, how... Uderts or Uderts. So uh, you did have, and a couple subs, but you did have uh, AOC, Reed Baker Whiting, Dylan Tevis, Sam Adineron, Danny Leva, Josh Atencio, and uh, Steph Cleveland actually play in the game. That's great. Yeah. Great start. Was, and to have Steph be able to get out there and get some time in when he's not going to get some time in the season is huge. I mean, it completely changes how we can go forward in the season, I think, and not. Uh, and not having to put a young person in there all the time when you can actually have during an international break, Steph Cleveland get some extra minutes when you can have Danny Leva and, and Josh Atencio coming back from injury, get uh, 60 minutes in and, and, and Reed too, who played yeah, a Reed lot at the beginning of last year. And, you know, Schmitz loves him, loves the kid, but it, it didn't seem like he was going to get a lot of minutes with Atencio coming back. And then of course, Obed Vargas, right? Yeah, you're right. And, and but just, Seeing Reed Baker Whiting get 82 minutes, right? AOC getting 88 minutes. Like, it's a chance for these players to prove that they're ready to step up at the next level. Sam has struggled at uh, Sounders so far, right? He got his chance to start and, and mm-hmm. kind of lost that. Uh, and we haven't seen much of Tevez. So, uh, yeah, super exciting. Uh, they are going to be playing some games at Starfire for sure. So you don't you won't always have to go down to Tacoma. I believe this one was also at Starfire. So, uh, some big announcements announcements coming surrounding that in the next couple weeks, I think. So just uh, stay tuned for all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't know if we mentioned this in the last show or not. I know we didn't, but I don't know if it's happened since the last show. Um, Ethan Doubleair. I always want to say Doubleair, like Mark yeah, Summers Doubleair. Double yeah, but uh, yeah, he uh, broke his hand. I think right broke something. And in a, in a few moments in 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 uh, the Czech Republic, uh, he barely he was bar- barely there on loan and got hurt, and he's already back with us. Very reminiscent of wow. George just getting to the other side of the pond and then having to come back because of serious injury. So his loan's over. Wow, I didn't. I wasn't even aware that he's back from loan from uh, MFK Vyskov yeah. in the Czech second division. So. Uh, that is surprising news. Um, yeah, and I'm, and I'm kind of bummed. I'm uh, 
I'm my family is half of my family's Czech, so um, British and Czech, but I I prefer the Czech side because it's more fun and I like beer. But he didn't even get to have his first pilsner, just like uh, Jordan didn't even get to have his first bangers and mash before he had to come back home. So really bummed for him because that's quite an experience to get over there that young. It wasn't top flight, obviously, right? But still, yeah, uh, second division. But still, right? Getting getting a chance to get some minutes, get out there, uh, you know, see the young world man. as a professional. He's from Roosevelt High School, so he's truly, uh, truly he just graduated level. last year. So just just a young dude. Really, um, really a bummer to hear that. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, our our side of. Minnesota, because we're gonna we're gonna get Sam here in a minute. We're gonna play that, but let's let's talk about what we think about. So we, we've seen Rui Diaz actually training with Ladero this week, which is a good sign. When we were speaking with Sam the other day, um, he there was no news of that. Right, right. we were going from complete question mark. Uh, who's coming to this match? Uh, I thought Ladero might come off the bench. I still think that's going to happen, considering now that he's training. Obviously, I don't think either are starting for for obvious reasons, missing so much no, time. No reason to rush either player back. If we uh, need them, you know, that's one thing. But this is uh, an MLS game. I think maybe if we could have them back for the New York City FC game in some capacity, you know, that that's where we really need to focus. Yeah. So what do you think in terms of we've had a, a week, right? More than a week, right? We've had plenty of time to breathe uh, and rest and recover. But we do have, we're going right back into condensed scheduling. We'll have our match this weekend. And then we play New York City FC leg one, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So do you think, uh, I might be rhetorical, because I think uh, we're going to go into Minnesota with the thought of we need to win leg one. Uh, you know, you, caught, you talk to coach and he always says, you know, no, we're not taking it seriously or not, we're not, not taking it seriously. Every game matters, but clearly uh, I think we will see a similar lineup because of, of uh, the break as we saw in the champions league games and, and at Austin. Uh, I think we will see that lineup to keep them fresh. I don't know. I think it may affect the next weekend though, uh, because you're going to have them play this weekend and midweek. So I think Minnesota, you'll see Freddie at the front. You know, Will Bruin will probably feature a little bit more. Um, who knows what they do? It depends on how, you know, Christian uh, doesn't look like he's going to play this window. And if he does, it would be a, a late sub probably uh, in the, the USA match on Wednesday. So I can't imagine he will be very uh, tired. And of course, Jordan just subbed on late each time. Basically in the position that you would have expected to see Christian sub on. Even subbed in on the right <laughs> the last match and at the end, so uh, he it was it, he was at least playing on the right. So it was kind of fascinating to see uh, what the USA did. But yeah, I, I think you'll have a fresh Christian, a, ra- a pretty fresh um, Jordan, and we'll go with the same lineup we've been rolling with through CCL and a few of these matches. Maybe with a few changes, maybe pull off people early, but I think you get them ready for for the game on Wednesday by playing them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm really hoping Russ Knack gets his goal. I, th- I think this. I, I think this is it. Oh, hey, you know what? 
now that I look at the calendar, our game next Saturday was Cincinnati, and that's been moved, hasn't it? So uh, we don't even we'll have time to rest players before the second leg. Did it get moved? Yeah, oh, Cincinnati nice. game got moved, so we should be good to go on that front. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So I think we just roll forward. You might see late minutes for you know a Rui Diaz or or a Nico if they're ready. If you want them to get warmed up a little, but that may also, it depends on if they're just training with the team to get them starting to get ready or, you know, why risk them in these two games when you may need them, you know, 10 days after. I mean, I think you still need to give them some minutes. Just it's a different, it's a different environment. It's, it's been so long since either of them have had minutes. You want them to be ready to go. They're both professionals and they're talented though. (laughs) So maybe I'm wrong and I'm just speaking out of my ass, but. I feel like just to get a little bit of a that taste again of real live action football versus just training, training, training after being stagnant for weeks to go right into to, to New York, likely off the bench anyway. So you're going to be hitting the ground running. I mean, I think they'd be coming off the bench against, against New York. Yeah, I mean, of course, we'd like them to get minutes, but if they're not close enough to play without getting hurt, I'd rather them sit it out. Is all I'm saying. And that and that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. Especially, I would agree with that more on the Ladero side than Rui Diaz. What we've seen from Ladero in terms of his recent, and I say recent in the last year, injury history mm-hmm. is very concerning to me. Uh, Rui Diaz, I think it was a freak act, a, a freak injury. You know, he he's. He's a baller. I'm just not as concerned. I don't even know the right words to say. Right? I just, I'm just not as concerned. Yeah, there's more of a history injury there. It makes sense. And I like him, like his RPMs to be a little revved up for for New York, and so we can just start thrashing people. We this is I'd like to start thrashing people now, Cameron. This has right. been an up and down first month and a half. I we're we're ranked two in the power rankings for a reason. I don't know if that's I haven't even looked with the three matches this this last weekend, right? But I don't know if they even change it, but I'd like to start representing that number two in the power rankings on all competitions. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I think we should probably get right to, unless you have anything else to say, I think we should uh, hit the play and see what Sam thinks about this upcoming matchup and and the uh, information he lends us about his loans. Let's do it. Let's do it. We are here today with Sam from the Pot on You Loons podcast, celebrating the uh, Minnesota United team. What's up, Sam? It's good to see you again. Hey, good to see you. You've been, Cam, you've been the most capped guest on Pot on You Loons, even though you are a Sounders guy. You just like hanging out with us and we appreciate it. So happy to return the favor and come on your new show. Well, I'm glad to have you here because I, I, I do love going on your show. It's a, it's always a great time. Uh, uh, you know, usually it's a better time for me than uh, you guys, I think, because of results. Well, but uh, regardless, and that's not a dig. We've just had some no. rough, rough things go on. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that you could join us and I could return the favor and you can come on over here and uh, talk some Minnesota with us. Yeah, anytime. I've, I've never had a problem being a third wheel. <laughs> I'm, I'm always good at it. Well, well no, I was just gonna say, Aaron, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you, too, Sam. Pop in anytime, Aaron. I just, I just figured I'd. I'd oh, you know, I will. Yeah. 
You know I and, will. Uh, and, of course, Sam is a fan of the best team in Europe. That is Chelsea FC. What's up? <laughs> that I am. Are we they are, bit, are they even that anymore, though? <laughs> uh, we're a bit rudderless at the moment, but I hear a sale is imminent, so we will see. Something was will that, happen. Was that double entendre? <laughs> rudderless, but we got a sale... The cup coming again okay i mean Maybe we have lost in great. what two months now so it, it's like you know dig on us all you want well you can as we're searching for a new owner we're gonna have a new owner soon and we still haven't lost in like two months yeah the sale's gonna happen we're gonna be okay and if pulisic keeps playing like he did today for the usa he might even get to start for chelsea he's been a little bit of out of sorts i feel like uh down there well he's played a little bit more than usual but he he's he's kind of made a glass sometimes, so he's not out there. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it's more about his health rather than his play that has been holding him back at Chelsea, at least lately. But. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to let you go ahead and ask the first question here of saying. Well, I think it might be pretty good to do like a little, like, where are the loons? So between the end of last season and where we are now, are what what has happened to the loons new signings just a general kind of what's going on so listeners myself even uh, can kind of know what we're getting a little bit more what we're getting into well the loons last year were off to a very slow start the loons lost their first four games it's not even a point from the first four games which i i think was a little fluky and i think seeing how the season ended up we can all say it was a little bit fluky we weren't lose your four game your first four games bad last season and we ended up finishing last season fifth in the western conference uh knocked out right away in the playoffs but against portland of course but we right we weren't lose your first four games bad last season this season we're off to two draws two wins Doing just fine. I believe third in the Western Conference at the moment, but right so early in the season. Head of the Sounders. Yeah, I I mean, four games in, what is that? Power rankings, man. Power rankings. We're number two. I think we're 11th or 10th in the power rankings. Harsh. A little bit, a little bit. But then you look at, right, like the MLS is a parody league, so I, I don't know, you're well, and and I feel like the MLS guys that make these power rankings, I feel like some Loons fans were kind of yelling at them. And one of the MLS guys, right, professional, professional podcaster, broadcaster, whatever, I forget which one it was. But one of them was like, I spent like five minutes going over these power rankings and just this is what we have it's early in the season layoff. <laughs> I mean, it's true. There's not much to go off of, right? Like teams that are in the CCL, which is why the Sounders are ranked highly, which is why New York City FC is ranked highly in there. We've seen a bunch of games, but you haven't seen that many from most of the MLS. No. No, and, and it's just right. Like you guys have a track record. I'm not trying to butter you up because I'm on your show, but you guys have a track record. You don't miss the playoffs. You've never missed the playoffs. You're always in the mix for who's going to represent the Western Conference in the MLS Cup final. Of course, Seattle's going to be ranked high. You always end the season ranked high. So there you go. Have you brought any new players or anything on? Yes. Yes, we have. Um, Luis Amaria 
a familiar name. Uh, he was with us in the 2020 season. He started the season with us, started the season on fire, scored a couple of goals right away. And then when the entire world shut down, somewhere in that mix, he got hurt. He did make an appearance in the MLS's back, but he was already kind of struggling with injury by the time of the MLS's back. Well, he was only on loan for the 2020 season. We lost him. Um, finally got him back. He, w- he went back to South America. We brought him back for the 2022 season. So after he was away for a year and a half, he is back. He is a designated player for us. He's wearing the number nine. Uh, he already has two goals this season. And actually, he's been four games in. We only have four goals. He's been involved in all four, scoring two, assisting one, and doing a dummy run, actually on our opening goal of the season to make Robin Lud op- open in order to score our first goal of the season. So Luis Amaria will be, will be a force for Minnesota United. He's a designated player, but he's the kind of designated player that is kind of borderline. Um, I know the MLS isn't really doing TAM anymore, but in, in the past it would be kind of borderline. Is he a DP or is he a TAM player? I'm assuming in the future the balloons will be able to buy him down. But Luis Amaria, probably the biggest signing of Minnesota United this year that people want to look out for. And right, he, he's going to score a lot of goals. He's a very confident guy. A couple of years ago, he came in telling us he was going to score 25 goals. <laughs> and he only scored, well, two in the MLS, one in the MLS is back. <laughs> so we all say he owes us 22. He scored <laughs> two of those already. So he's he on his way. He's on his way there. Yeah. So you're a numbers guy, Sam. Uh, you like to break break those down. And I remember last season going into the last game of the season, I think the Loons had, had only lost two games where they scored first. And those were both the Colorado games. And I think in the final, they might have lost a game where they yeah. the final. Port- and- Portland definitely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you came on the show right before the playoffs. And right. I bragged about that stat. And right, I said the key to the Loons advancing past Portland would be scoring first. The Loons did score first. Portland still won. Yeah. So add, add the Portland game year. to that tally. Yeah. So so three losses last year. But but still, that's what it was like. Eighteen wins and a couple ties or something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was it was significant. It was lopsided. When they score first, they win. Now, how's that look this year? In, in the two wins, uh, did Minnesota score first? In the two wins, Minnesota scored first. See, okay. Live in, so that may be a key to this game coming up against Seattle then, is which team scores first may determine the winner. Yeah. Now, Minnesota's only allowed two goals so far this season. So Minnesota has scored exactly one goal in every game. That's not an average. They have scored literally one goal in the four games they've played for four total. Right? One plus one plus one plus one equals four. That's where they're at. They they've allowed two goals so far. I that yeah, I, I believe that was the first two games. I don't have this in front of me. I believe that was the first two games. They allowed a goal each. They haven't been allowing many goals, but the offense isn't firing on all cylinders yet. I think it was something we're familiar with. Yeah, I was gonna say we're Except, very very familiar with that. Every once in a while we turn it on CCL wise, but uh we have not yet 
seen it really turn on, uh, I guess, against LA Galaxy, but that was just such a weird game. Yeah. So we, we are familiar. With it. I want to take a step back real quick, though, and ask you, I mean, right now we're talking to you. You're, you're at your parents' home in Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, you're you're Got out Madtown. The, the home of Ford Madison, the team that typically has the, uh, I'd say, along with New Mexico United, the best jerseys in the country. We're, we're pretty good. And you guys are welcome for Russell Wilson. I know he's on his way out, but you got a Lombardi out of it. So, <laughs> I mean, and yeah, and, he, and he's a Packers fan, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> but but I do want to know, how do you end up a Loon supporter uh, coming from Wisconsin and then and not really being too much into soccer until much later than some of your, uh, like your other pod mates. Oh, um, yeah. So I've, I've lived in the twin cities the past 10 years. I moved to the twin cities right after college. So I, I graduated college 2010, moved to the twin cities. Um, my, my now wife is from there and she and I were dating in college and I kind of followed her over Wisconsin doesn't have an MLS team, didn't even have Ford Madison at the time. So getting into Ford Madison was, or sorry, getting into Minnesota United was, you know, a relatively easy sell for me. Uh, I, I actually did like soccer. I did study abroad in England in 20, 2008 was when I studied abroad in England. And that was when I was introduced to Chelsea. So you know, I had soccer exposure. I'd had played as a kid, stopped by the time I got to high school, but I had played at the kit as a kid, did have familiarity with the game, really got into it at, at, you know, as a spectator while I was in England, come back to the States, right? You lose sight of it a little bit because you're in college and you don't pay for any cable that's good enough to watch the games. But then once I was a real adult, and that's about the time that soccer was becoming more accessible for sports fans within the United States. I latched back onto Chelsea, Minnesota United kind of really getting going in the NASL news of them becoming an MLS team, right? That gets you excited. I had FIFA. I actually did play a campaign as the Sounders in FIFA, sort of mm-hmm. trying to get mm-hmm. to know the MLS a little bit. So I, I don't know. It's not a great story. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, that's it's you were a fan before they were an MLS team. I mean, it sounds like you were aware of them and and at least I mean, you still don't go to every game, right? Because it's hard being a, a family guy. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I was aware of them before they were an MLS team and I would occasionally watch them before they were in the MLS. Once they were in the MLS was where I really kicked things off. Yeah. Um and it goes for a lot of Sounders fans too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Especially with our with the breaks at the from between the NASL and the USL, um, yeah, and myself included, I knew about them, but I wasn't going to Memorial Stadium and being one of the you know five thousand people there. I was yeah. more a Sonics fan and all, everything else going on. But once that first game MLS happened, I was hooked, and it's been every game since for sure. So you're not alone there. Yeah. And I make it to a handful of games a year. I have two kids under the age of three. So the past three seasons have been a little tough for me. But, hey, I'm going to the Sounders game. Uh, what is it? The second or third? I, I forget which date it is. Yeah. You guys probably have it down in your notes. But. Oh, oh yeah. the, the upcoming one? Yeah, yeah I'm going to uh, that one. Oh, yeah, because it's away. I'm like, you're coming out here? <laughs> I wish, but no. Uh, yeah, it's the sixth. Our, our Minnesota game is later on in the season. No, at home. 
Is it the second? It is the second. That's second a or third. And then we there. New York's the sixth. Yeah, sixth is when we play New York City FC in at the home leg of the uh, Concacaf Champions League. Yeah. Okay. So how do you? Uh, how are the what? I was gonna say how are they doing, which you just told us, but I meant, I meant more um, like what kind of what are they put on the field? Or is it what kind of formations are they put on? Are, what are they trying to do? They're not putting as many goals in the net, but they're clearly trying to do something. What's their system? What should we? What, what are we looking at? So Minnesota always lines up in a four-two-three-one. Um, since Adrian Heath came in, which has been for our entire MLS era. Really, we've been riding with the four-two-three-one, only deviating from that in the case of injuries, which Minnesota United does have a lot of injuries. So if you don't see a four-two-three-one, that is why. But so far this season, even with the injuries, four-two-three-one, Minnesota United tends to be a defense-first team. Um, we don't allow a lot of goals. We have a very stingy defense. I think, as Cam was alluding to, I, I talked about. How how do things work out for Minnesota United when they score first? Minnesota United scores first. The, the way I see it is Minnesota United is able to play the game that, the way that they want to play it. If Minnesota United doesn't score first and has to play catch up a little bit, then things are more up in the air. But very stingy defense, even with the injuries, because the injuries this season have impacted the defense um, most of all, but a very stingy defense, even with injuries, we do have a lot of offensive firepower though. And I think Minnesota United fans are all sort of just waiting for that to come together. When you, where you, sorry, you look at where Minnesota United spends their money. It's up front. Uh, We have actually two DP strikers, one of whom has only played a couple of minutes this season. And I actually wonder if he's on his way out, but he is our highest paid player. That man's name is Adrian Hanou coming from Liga 1. He played for Rennes in France. We brought him in just mid-year last season and gave him his run last season. I don't totally know what's up with him. But we've only seen him, even though he's been healthy, we've only seen him for a handful of minutes this season so far. But then Luis Amaria has been starting every game at striker. He's from Paraguay, right? He's the one that promised us 25 goals. He gave us three right away. We had to wait a year and a half, but now it looks like he's finally opening that bank account back up and we're all excited for it. Emmanuel Reynoso is our number 10. He is our club record transfer as far as money we've paid to other clubs to bring in a player. We have Robin Luda at the right wing. Um, He's been great for us. He's actually, he has the potential to be the highest scoring MLS uh, era loon of all time this season. He only has a handful of goals that he has to score to catch up to Darwin Quintero. And then, um, yeah, on, on the left wing, we, we've been using Franco Fragapane uh, in Argentine, but actually we have this new young South African player, Bangi Langwane, who uh, he, he's a South African international who I, I would keep an eye on him. Franco Fragapane has been struggling with hamstring injuries, hamstring injuries, 
And Bongi has been playing more than we probably expected him to. And he, he's been looking really good. He's been looking like a 20-year-old, don't get me wrong, and he's been just slightly off. But he's looking explosive as hell. And Minnesota United fans are excited about him. Fans of the South African international team are very excited about him. And he's he's one of the few players for that team that plays abroad. So we have this just large South African contingent that are now cheering on the loons, which is really cool to see. Um, we're, we're a defense first team, but I think we're excited about our offense too. And I, I hope I wasn't too long winded explaining why. No, that's great. That offense is going to, that, that offense has to really get going at some point is what I'm trying to get across. So beyond Reynoso, it sounds like you got a good defense so you can win the ball, right? So how does it, how does it get to Reynoso and Lude and Amaria? Who's do you, you in a four two three one? You got to have some defensive minded midfielders that can kind of transition. That is that probably why you're not seeing? Things no, like I, I I think our offense just there. You know, when we first got Reynoso, a lot was clicking. You know, we still had Kevin Molino at the time, who he now is with Columbus, but he has had. I believe it was an ACL injury almost right after he got to Columbus last season. Things were clicking right away when Emmanuel Reynoso arrived and the offense has changed a lot, right? We have a lot of new personnel. Emmanuel Reynoso hasn't played with Amaria before. Amaria had been hurt by the time Reynoso came in. Obviously the situation on the, on the left wing um, hadn't, Right, Kevin Molino was still in that spot when Reynoso came in. So I, I really do think in terms of our front four that they're still getting settled, that they're still learning how to play with each other. The Hanu experiment, I, I, no Minnesota United fan knows what's going on with Adrian Hanu right now. The, right, the highest played, highest paid player on our team. No one knows what's going on with him right now. Um, in terms of the midfield, right, I, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Will Trapp. Um, you know, he's not getting much run with the national team right now, but he he is a familiar name for people that have followed the national team, an MLS veteran. Will Trapp is in the mix. We actually got a a new guy from Honduras, Kervin Arriaga, who is looking very good. Um, he's looking very good playing both in the six role as well as the eight role. It's still a little new in the season for me to really talk much about him. Hassani Dotson's been in the mix as well, but due to injuries on our defense, we've been playing Hassani Dotson at right back pretty much every game. So I I can't even tell you for sure once the dust settles who our eight is. Is it Hassani Dotson? Is it Kervin Ariaga? I'm not quite sure. I, I think my eye test would say it's probably Kervin Ariaga. It still could be Hassani Dotson. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But Kervin Ariaga is an electric player to watch. He's all over the field, um, contributing on both defense and offense. A great, uh, great taker, free kicks. Really is a fun player to watch. Um, I know, uh, you know, another friend of the show who's friends with Cameron Nate, who's a big Timbers guy. I, I know they had they had had experience watching Ariaga. I think in the was it the Concacaf Champions League or was it maybe a 
there, there was a reason that they knew who Arriaga was um, from, from when he was playing with Honduras or from playing with his club in Honduras. The, the Portland fans all knew of him. And that that is just because of the impact that he makes on the field. I, I guess what I'm saying to answer your question, Aaron, is I think it's still a little early because, you know, you asked me about new pieces and I talked about Luis Amaria, but Ariaga is a big new piece for us. He was a lot less money and he was he come, came in with a much, um, you know, smaller profile. But if you're a Loons fan and you're watching the game and watching the impact that he has on the game, our Ariaga is right up there with Amaria. I alluded to Bangi Longwane as well. Again, cheaper player, uh, came in with a smaller profile, but ar- arrives on the scene and makes a splash with Minnesota United fans kind of right away. So I guess I'm still trying to figure out what this team is, but I would say defense first, but very much a forming offense. So I know uh, you said Hunu was going away, and that is going to be kind of disappointing for uh, potentially. I don't know if he's going away. I, I, I don't know. As a Sounders fan, that is kind of sad because we won't hear the new who versus Hunu anymore yeah. uh, out there on the field if that's the case. And uh, one question I do have is, did Fernando Adi, he's not back this year? He, no, no, we did, we did not uh, renew his contract. Because that guy is a Sounders killer, so knowing that he's not able to at least sub in is is great. You know, I, I think he never could replicate uh, the his early days in Portland. You know, either with Cincinnati, Columbus, or when he came to Minnesota, but he wasn't. I mean, in, in ten games, he had a goal and an assist. So uh, you can't you can't complain too much, I guess, because uh, he he wasn't a major factor for Minnesota. But still, just knowing that he's not on the team is pretty pretty great for us yeah no he would yeah <laughs> he was the other than D- valeri that was the that was the guy that was the guy just like deuce was to the timbers right yeah no exactly so uh what how are minnesota fans feeling about adrian heath moving into uh, another season where he it seems like people respect his talent um judgment but don't necessarily like his in-game uh, moves. So Adrian Heath, oh my gosh, where, where do I begin? I, I like the guy personally. I like the guy. I think my two co-hosts on Pada Nilunes, I think they also like the guy, though I don't want to speak for them. There's a joke in Minnesota United fandom, and you know how the MLS tries to push rivalry week. Or tries to push rivalries. And you guys have some natural rivalries, right? You got the Timbers. You have the Whitecaps. They're both in close proximity. You have some history there. We we don't really have anyone, right? The, the closest rival would be Sporting Kansas City. That's over a six-hour drive away. Missouri and Minnesota, there, there are no existing rivalries in any type of sport. There's not... Right. Like it's it's not like Minnesotans have family in Missouri very often. It's not like Missourians. Is that what you'd call them? Sure. <laughs> sure. It's not like Missourians have family in Minnesota. We're going to get angry calls from all the Missouriites. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. M- Missouriites. That actually sounds a little bit better than Missourian. Who knows? But they say Missouri. So they're probably Missourians or something. Missouri, That's true. Missourians. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
there's just no rivalry. I mean, it makes sense. Like, how do you make up? A, it seems like kind of what they, although I think it's taken on a rivalry now, but the early days of the LAFC LA Galaxy, where they're just LA Galaxy's rival was San Jose. It wasn't LAFC. I think there's been a little, the fans have made that more of a big rivalry. But in baseball, we see it. Seattle's rival in the National League are the San Diego Padres. And uh, that's a just completely made up one because we're the only two teams left. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's not it's not a real thing. So, yeah, that's, you know, maybe wh- wh- is there a team they could bring in that would be a rival? Uh, I, I mean, if Wisconsin ever had an MLS team. That Forward Madison. Be... Yeah, let's bring them up. Yeah. Now, you know, not not to go on a tangent. A lot of Minnesota United fans do have a very soft spot for Ford Madison. Um, you know, there, there have been some ties there with former players and even a former coach that went down to Ford Madison. And so I, I think a lot of Ford Madison, sorry, I think a lot of Minnesota United fans follow Ford Madison, at least with some sympathetic interest. But the reason I bring up the whole rivalry thing is a joke came out of that, that Minnesota United's rivalry is itself. <laughs> In the sense that its fan base is almost split down the middle, almost as if they're Democrats and Republicans on like, how critical are you of Adrian Heath? Are you someone that is very critical of Adrian Heath? And, you know, just go hashtag Heath out. You'll see a lot of hashtag Heath out on Minnesota United Twitter. You'll also see a lot of people mocking hashtag Heath out. Like you guys have no grounds to be this critical of this man, um, right? He's delivered on his promises. Minnesota United is competitive. None of the players are speaking out against him. Like what, what are the problems you have with him? Um, and, and I think that that's more where I fall personally, but right. If you grab a hundred loons fans, you'll, you'll find probably 50 of them give you an answer onto this similar to mine, where you're like, I don't understand where all the hate towards Heath comes from. And you'll also find 50 people that will just, you know, bash the guy uh, until the end of your show or as long as you allow them to anyway. So I, I don't really have much negative to say about Heath. I believe that Heath knows more about soccer than I do. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the biggest thing I say, right, like there are times when I'm like, why didn't you sub in someone? Right. Like that, that's a common complaint Minnesota United fans yeah. have is they say that Heath doesn't use his subs. And right, the the Western Conference final in 2020 was an example that a lot of Minnesota United fans would point to. Like our guys were getting gassed. You should have subbed in some fresh legs. Why didn't you? Um, right, right. Like that that is a common uh complaint that people have towards Adrian Heath. But at the end of the day, I I gotta say, I trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I gotta say, we get, we I, get I gotta say that I, I think that he calculated the risk and reward in that particular game and any other game where he was making a decision like that, and he felt that what he was doing was in the best interest of the team. And given the performance of the team, I think he's done a pretty good job. And given the lack of negativity coming from the Minnesota United uh, locker room. I don't know. Who are we as fans to complain about Heath? The players aren't. That's pretty much the perfect thing to say because what I was about to say was uh, we still get that in Seattle with Brian Schmetzer 
who took us to four MLS cups in five years. So yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter how success you, successful you are. There's going to be naysayers. For sure. Well, we've got a, we, we don't want to keep you too late. We know it's, it's late over there in, in the, uh, Midwest? Does that count as Midwest in Wisconsin? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're I'm in America. Yeah, we, so I don't know. Wisconsin you know? and Minnesota, and I often call it Minnesconsin. Minnesconsin. Um, I feel like Michigan fits uh, pretty well with those two states as well. Really? See, I my whole family's Minnesotan, and they would not want to oh, touch really? Wisconsin with a 10-foot pole. So I, I, maybe maybe that's the, the Heath is okay with the team side of Minnesota. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe my family's a Heath outside of the kind of people. Yeah, I had, I had some uh, – uh, my most recent ex, her family was all – they were uh, Youpers up from the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. So uh, there was a – there's a those lot aren't of even, – Those aren't even human. Yeah, they're they're all, they might even just be Canadians, but uh, we, Canadian we don't tree people keep too much of your time. But but we do want to uh, ask you: Do you have a, any sort of prediction for the upcoming uh, Seattle Minnesota match, which of course is in Minnesota? So well, they're going to score a goal, clearly. Yeah, they're going to at least score <laughs> one. So it's going to depend on what Seattle one does, right? plus so what one you, plus what one you, plus what one. What are you thinking? One. I mean, I, I think Aaron took the words right out of my mouth it's right numbers we'll guy score one goal <laughs> and it's a question of does seattle score on minnesota or not <laughs> and that's a question over here too uh i don't yeah. the Ru- Rui diaz is a big big question mark uh traveled with the team to mexico uh didn't bench but he traveled down there and then he wasn't anywhere near the team for the dallas uh austin austin yeah um and we still so have Nico question. Ladero out as well. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know, our we haven't seen Rusnak. Yeah, I was going to say Rusnak, who's hasn't our, done anything. Our new DP, hasn't, he, he's had some assists, but, uh, you know, hasn't I guess that's yet. what I meant. Yeah, hasn't scored yet. So the question is, who are the goals going to come from? And so far, we've been kind of reliant on penalties. So if you could give us a couple, that'd be great. Uh, but outside, <laughs> of, outside of that, uh, you know, it, it could be it could be pretty good. For y'all, uh, I I am I have found that when I pick the Sounders to win, uh, they lose, and when I pick them to lose, they win. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say y'all win one nothing. All right, Aaron, what do you say? I'm gonna give you the, your goal. I think we're all gonna agree on that. But I I can't. I with this break that we've actually had, which we have not had mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. the since February, right? We we started playing in February in. Uh, uh, Honduras. <laughs> I think so, we've had three games in a week twice already. Yeah. This so we have, we've had that right. And I don't, I have no idea who we can bring out, who we're going to bring out that has been really affected by that, both physically and, or, but I, I think Ladero comes off the bench. I think he gets minutes. I think that opens the game up. If, if we're, if it's close like that, and I think he can help unlock it. But I really, I really expect Rusnak actually to have quite a, a performance to kind of, shake this dra- goal scoring drought off you know off his back it's been it's been a weight on his shoulders it's been a weight on our shoulders we're waiting to see it now with a full week of normal training right they don't they haven't had to do anything i really think the team comes together for a good performance in the mls that isn't a wonky weird la galaxy 3-2 win i so i'm gonna go along with i think i think one two but i think it's gonna be close and i think some we unlock it in the second half i think something happens yeah well, Sam, where can people find you? Where can they listen to your podcast? Yeah, uh, 
you know, we're, we're on all the podcasting platforms that I know of. And if you see one where we're not on, uh, reach out because <laughs> um, I'd love to send them our feed so that we can be on that site. But yeah, look for Pot on You Loons, any place that you get your podcasts from. We get most of our listens from Apple and Spotify, but I know we're on Stitcher and iHeart and Google and Prime and we're, we're on everything. And then they can find you on Twitter at, at Podloons. Is that right? At Podloons on Twitter. And I, I think we're fun guys. Um, I am at Cheesehead Loon, right? Being the, being the Scani that lives in Minnesota. I am at Cheesehead Loon. And I guess I would just say, you know, Seattle people, if you're ever looking for a good away trip, we're friendly in the Midwest if you've never been, right? We're, we're not the kind of place where you're going to get stabbed for wearing a Sounders jersey. <laughs> if anything, someone will buy you a beer, uh, right? We're, we're nice people. You might get heckled a little bit, but no one will, no one will be mean to you. They'll just, they'll just say they're Josh and yeah, we're Josh. The train, the train will just take you right to the station though, too, or to the, the train stations at the stadium, right? Right there. Yeah, you can take the light rail from uh, from the airport. You can take the light rail all the way to Allianz Field. Y- y- would, you, would you have more efficient options than that? Probably. Uh, I would probably take an Uber before I would do that just because it would be quicker and it wouldn't be that much more expensive. But, hey, you know, some people like trains. So, And hopefully, uh, that's a good question. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I know uh, Minneapolis City is starting up soon, so I don't know if they've started play. But if not this trip, next time you go to Minnesota Sounders fans, you can go check out the Minneapolis City games too. Yeah, yeah, and we have a we have a women's team in the USLW that's starting up pretty soon. We have MNUFC two, which will play the Tacoma team. I, Defiance, Defiance. Tacoma I don't know. Defiance. Are they? Are, did we get an official announcement on whether they're still called Tacoma Defiance or are they just Defiance now since they're not playing every game? In Tacoma? Oh, interesting. I'd never. Like, I had honestly only, not even thought about that. Yeah, they're only <laughs> playing a handful of games in Tacoma. They're playing at several at Starfire. Yeah. Um, which there's there's a couple announcements coming out about that I believe soon from uh, the Alliance Council perspective we'll see I'm I'm just I don't want to jump the gun on the announcement so uh, keep keep your ear out for that but uh, yeah well the Defiance are going to be an interesting team because MLS Next is a whole new thing for us right it's not USL you're not they're not playing you're not having 16 and 17 year olds play against 30 year olds anymore it's going to be a yeah. bunch of youth players really uh, getting minutes. Yeah, but hey, any any of your listeners that come out, if you need any suggestions on how to make this work, I am not a certified travel agent, but I do find I, I, I do find it fun to kind of help people figure out what they're doing, figure out where they're going. So, you know, if you if you give me a shout on Twitter, I'll I'll help point you in the right direction. Yeah, tell you travel tell you the best places to get food. Yeah, best places to get drink. Super bummed I can't be out there. I totally would have been, but my 11 year old nephew is here this this for the next week. So me and Corbin are hanging out and having a good time. So uh, I have uh, uncle duties. Otherwise, I I would totally be there with you, Sam. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome anytime, man. And I, and now I have a buddy when uh, I have to bring my daughter out to finally meet her Minnesotan family because of COVID. Yeah. yeah, she hasn't she hasn't left the house pretty much other than daycare. So uh, we're gonna be heading out there. So. I'll reach out to you, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, absolutely, Aaron. Th- this is why I like to talk to people from other fan bases is 
you, you know, right? Like we're not England. We don't have to fight each other. If anything, right, you want to make friends at all the teams so that when you go on an away day that you have someone to just go out with before the game, go out with after the game, hang out with a little bit. And sometimes the best banter and conversation is with with the quote-unquote enemy, right? And as long as you yep. don't uh, – you aren't stubborn and you're open-minded to the conversation, it's you get a lot of good conversation from – I'm, I'm doing it in August. I'm going Nashville – and then uh, hanging out with Nashville folks, and then I'm gonna head up to Indy and watch an away match on with at a party with all the Indy Eleven fans that I'm friends with now, and then headed up to Chicago to hang out with folks from Section Eight and and watch a game up there. So uh, I, I definitely, if you can find friends in cities, go visit them because it's so much yeah. fun. You're gonna keep going once you're in Chicago. Keep going to Madtown. I wish, I wish I gotta, I gotta fly back to uh, Seattle at the end of that because uh, it was part of my gift, or uh, I don't know if "gift's" the right word because it wasn't a present. I won it. I won a away trip uh, to any Sounders away match this year because I was the 2021 Sounders fan of the year. So I, they flying basically, they're flying me to Chicago and back. We've already told him he's getting a New York City FC size banner. Uh, to, for that. <laughs> I love it. Well, we love having you, Sam, and uh, we'll have you on again, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Been a pleasure, Any, anytime. And both you welcome on Pot of New Loons anytime you want, even if that is just to trash on Portland or Kansas City. You know, I, I'm down. I'm down for that against Portland. Let's go. We got a game <laughs> coming up, so we can always do it then. There you go. All right. All right, guys. See you. Thanks for having me on. Peace out. Have a good one. Thank you so much to Sam from Pod on Your Loons. Definitely check out that podcast, even if you're not a Loons fan, because you know what? I appear on there a lot, and uh, you, you should support me and, and Aaron and everyone involved with this pod class. Yeah, and uh, if you are on, did you say pod class? I did. <laughs> This is, we're learning here, folks. Let's just keep this, this a, in. Don't edit that. Just, I'm not. Just let's, is, let's go with it. I, you know. You come to school but to learn. This is a pod class. This is what happens when we record at 10 o'clock. And I, did you know, and maybe I'm stupid for not knowing this, but uh, podcast comes from iPod and broadcast being put together. Podcast. iPod broadcast. I, I had not know no that. idea. So. Thanks for listening uh, to his podcast and our podcast. And because I am so dumb today, let's take it into port. Where can they find you, Aaron? <laughs> they can find me on Twitter at A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. That's right. At Aaron Lingley. Yep. I am at Legal Minded Punk. All one word. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at that name. Believe it or not, he's a professor. It's true. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have a good one, and we will see you after the loons. Adios. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders!